start recording because who knows what's going to come out of our mouths at this point. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, whenever you're a man. Oh, no. Things get weird after 10. Really? (laughs) I didn't know that. And it's 1030. Oh, my gosh. It's going to get weird. You know, I saw this thing today on on Instagram. It was a reel, I believe. As a comedian, he's like, you know, guys, uh, like hunting and fishing, you know, it's, it's our thing, but why? It's like, well, you can't really go over to your guy friend and be like, hey, you want to go out on the boat with me tomorrow and row around for like four or five hours and sit really close and whisper to each other? It's like, no, no, I don't. It's like. Well, if we bring our guns and shoot a couple ducks, like, that sounds great. Let's just go for the whole weekend. I was like, that makes sense now that you think about it, I guess. It's our it's our way of getting away. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the First Four Outdoors podcast. I'm your co-host, Larry Schaefer. I'm joined today with Avery Liller. Hello. And Zach Liller. Howdy. Yeah, he's still there. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I guess we're just going to dive on into it. Today we're going to go over gear review. Yeah, so uh, there's a couple hunting podcasts that do this. They do a uh, like an annual gear layout Mm -hmm. um, on things that they've acquired uh, throughout the year and things that they found valuable. It could be one dollar. It could be a thousand dollars. Right. So, well, this is our first one. So I thought we would do the top five things that we've acquired in the last five years. Gotcha. And then from now, from now on, we'll just do like a annual thing. Annual review. <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah. So it's January 1st. Um, at least for West Virginia, all buck season is officially gone. Ah, we have heritage. No, you have heritage, but it's, I don't think it, any of us are going to get to go. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. We're going to so, be pretty busy. What do you do whenever season ends? You start thinking about just the next thinking seasons. About it. I was actually uh, on my way here. I was like, man, I wish I had a turkey call with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's immediate. <laughs> yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> you did this to me. <laughs> but, so. Yeah, we, uh, so we're going to let Zach go first because he is not currently with us. He's on the phone. And <laughs> Avery, like any... You know, responsible adult. Any responsible adult. Yes, his phone is at like 20% at 10.30 at night because normally we go to bed because we're old and tired. But Yeah, we're already an hour past my bedtime. Yeah, this is kind of disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, what are, what are a couple of things that you have found or that have stood out? Because me and you and Larry have, as if any hunter, purchase a lot of stuff in pursuit of oh, our yeah. passions. But what are five things in particular that stood out amongst all those purchases? Really joke on that. <laughs> so the five things for me this year that stood <clears throat> out to me that made a big difference in my comfort and efficiency and just overall experience in my hunts. Uh, first one I'm going to talk about is my, uh, I picked up a lone wolf custom gear ambush uh, platform. So this would be, this will have been my third year hunting out of a saddle. And by far, this was the year that I feel, I felt like it was the most, uh, comfortable and, uh, just 
just seems like I honed in my kit pretty decent this year, and this ambush was a big reason for it. Um, for those of you that don't know, the ambush is quite a large saddle platform. Avery likes to kind of make fun of it. Whoa, but, whoa, 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 whoa. I never made fun of it. Mm, now the truth comes have, out. I feel like you were kind of making fun of it the one day. but Up until anyway, I saw it in your hands, like the thought of it, I said I would probably never use it. But then <laughs> then I saw it and I was like, oh, that could probably be pretty comfortable. It's like some of the stuff you tell me about, but opposite. You're like, oh, man, this is great. And I'm like, yeah, that does seem pretty great. And then I actually check it out. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> So Zach, mm-hmm. yes, your your tree stand. Okay, so the ambush. I mean, one of the things with saddle hunting, some of the downsides with a small platform can get a little cumbersome up in the tree. You can uh, can experience some foot fatigue and different kinds of stuff. Um, one of the big things that uh, the ambush helped me out with also was uh, that weak side shot. If you have any experience or looked into saddle hunting you know that your weak side shot can be pretty difficult and shuffling around and trying to get it off but with that bigger platform it's a it's improved drastically um the buck i killed this year he actually came on my weak side and it would have been pretty difficult with one of the previous platforms that i've been using but since you know i was running the sand bush had more foot room it made it so that the shot wasn't too bad, and I was able to execute. So you just keep going. Yeah, you're saying it was well worth the weight penalty. Oh yeah, I mean, and in the grand scheme of things, I mean, going from the uh, tethered predator, I mean, it was. I think it's like a pound and a half difference, or something like that. Maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah, and dude, I it caught me off guard whenever I finally saw it in person for the first time, and it is. It is huge. Like if you're if you're a tree stand hunter and you don't like if you I mean I know a lot of people that don't actually sit a whole lot up in a tree stand. If you were to go the saddle route, I mean this is a a sweet platform to use. Yeah, I mean I know uh I think Cody DeQuisto was talking about when they first developed it. I mean he was running it just, you know, with a rock climbing style harness and just standing on it for you know, a couple hours or less than that, mm-hmm. but, you know, just a quick setup, really light. And so, yeah, if you were, if you hadn't, you know, had much experience saddle hunting or you were traditionally a tree stand hunter, I think, you know, going the bigger platform would be the way to go for sure. Hell yeah. So what's your next thing? Uh, the next thing that really helped me out this year, I added cable waders to my climbing sticks. Mm-hmm. I would recommend people do that. I mean, you can pretty much lose a whole stick to your kit if you just, you know, simply add a couple laters to your sticks. Um, you you become more efficient, carrying around less weight since you dropped a stick. And just, uh, I mean, not a whole lot to really say about that, but I just found it to be really helpful this year and it made a big difference in my efficiency of my setups i can also attest to that i have um cable waders on my minis and it basically turns it into a full length so definitely agree with you on that one yeah so for, sure. for any of our people that are listening that are just getting into mm-hmm. saddle and using sticks things like that maybe they're trying to research gear 
and understand some of these things. Uh, what exactly are the the aiders, and is there a specific brand or anything like that that you guys prefer? Um, the aiders that I put on my sticks are from, I believe they're Eastern Woods Outdoors. Is that right, Avery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, there's two companies, I believe, that make them. It's Eastern Wood Outdoors and then Lone Wolf Custom Gear has a, right. a 17 and a 20. There might be an mm-hmm. 18 in there somewhere. Yeah, I think but, so. Yeah, 17, I'll, I'll, 17 I'll, to 20 is definitely like uh, that distance that you're wanting. Zach, you went with, did you go with 18s? Yeah, I put 18s on mine. Okay, I think mine are 17s. Right. But it's yeah, it's just all, a all steel it, cable that um just it it has like a a hole that a bolt a bolt goes through and then it goes to the bottom of your stick mm-hmm. and then whenever you're packing up for the day you just like simply rotate it and then it like uh you can put in your your versa button ish device depending on what brand you're using but I mean there's they weigh almost nothing but if you're running a mini. Mm-hmm. doubles the length of your mini if you're running a full length like zach i mean you're getting a four-step um stick you know with one stick so if you have if you run three sticks then you essentially lose um a whole entire stick yeah right <clears throat> awesome what you got next so uh the next thing that i added to my kit this year was a ropeman one ascender um i guess it's really a uh, rock climbing device, isn't it, Avery? Yeah. Yeah, so basically it's uh, it replaces a Prusik knot, and if you're running, you know, a mobile setup and you have your Prusik knots, I mean, it they get the job done, but it can get uh, pretty rough, you know, whenever you're uh, trying to adjust your uh, lineman's rope length when you're climbing up the tree so uh avery i guess you can kind of explain a little bit better of exactly what's going on there yeah so whenever you have a a lineman's belt in a rope form you have to use a prusik knot ish uh system so something that um locks into place whenever you have tension on it but then can move and slide as you can adjust the uh if you want it tighter or looser around the tree and whenever <clears throat> the way a prusik knot or a prusik knot works is whenever there's tension on the uh uh whenever your care the one that the loop that your carabiner is attached to it tightens it and it can be cumbersome if you're climbing a tree you need like let's say you're going around a knot or whatever you're getting higher up your the length of your lineman's belt needs to be adjusted quickly and <clears throat> excuse me, if there's tension on that, then you have to like use two hands to, you know, loosen it up so that way mm-hmm. you can adjust your, your belt. The Ropeman, however, it's, it's a simple one handed solution. If you need it tighter, you just literally pull the rope on the other side, lift up, it locks into place. If you need to loosen it, there's like this little cable you lift up and then it loosens and mm-hmm. then locks into place automatically. And then, so Get, uh, if you're if you do run a lineman's belt, definitely a huge improvement. Um, a lot of people use them for tethers too. You don't necessarily need it for a tether. <clears throat> um, you're really not adjusting yourself that much um, up in the saddle position. But if you want it, I mean, it's a good device to have. 
Very cool. All right, moving on to my uh, number four, or my fourth item. So I've been experimenting with a whole variety of different broadheads over the last probably four or five years. But uh, this year I decided to try sever broadheads, and I was really impressed this year. I killed three deer with them. Um, every, every shot resulted in quick ethical kill, had really good blood trails. Um, they're really accurate, extremely durable for a fixed blade broad, or excuse me, mechanical broadhead. Um, they were very, very sharp, which I was, that's a big thing for me. But over the last several years, I was that guy in the camp that, you know, never shoot mechanical broadheads. Um, I had a bad experience on one uh, buck in particular, and it just kind of turned me off for the last several years. But I decided to give Severs a try this year, and I'm really glad I did. I mean, as far as durability, accuracy, and the sharpness, I mean, I think they're the best mechanical broadhead on the market, and I'll at least be giving them another year. So, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with their performance this year. Heck, yeah. I actually uh, was over here at Avery's the other day, and I got to see the – footage of your big buck and uh mm-hmm. that blood trail was pretty nice oh yeah i mean it was uh i mean he was spraying probably probably four or five foot width i mean he was he was pumping it so yeah, i was really was, impressed uh, with the performance I, best way i could equivalent was like following the yellow brick road through the forest on a blood trail <laughs> yeah that's, exactly <laughs> yeah. and that's what we're looking for yeah. I mean, well, who, who is it he says ray charles could follow that thing <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who that is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Zach, I'm I'm personally thankful that you found uh, Sever because I was just like you, and um, I had fallen, not fallen, it's not a bad thing, but I had swapped over to fixed blade broadheads. I had um, some iron wheels, um, beautiful and sharp, durable broadhead, um, oh yeah, they're probably the high. They well, not probably. They are the highest quality broadhead on the market. Yeah, those iron wheels. But with my like time being so um, short, the problem I was having is it doesn't shoot like a a field tip, right? So I would have to use um, either sacrifice a good broadhead to practice with, or I would. Um, I'd have to get a dummy one and that's just not enough like arrows for me to practice with constantly. So I missed a couple deer, um, just because I wasn't practicing enough. And the fact that I can go back to a field point and know that I have that, um, fixed blade durability definitely gives me a level of confidence that I haven't had in a while. Yeah. I mean, over the last several years, I spent, you know, a lot of time getting my bow broadhead tuned. I mean, I would stand out in the, yard for hours and hours and hours just trying to get them flying exactly like my field tips and to an extent i mean i i got them pretty good but with any fixed blade broadhead i mean you got to be perfect in your shot execution to have your broadheads fly with your field points in my opinion and uh with sever i mean uh i would just you know I keep saying it, but I was just really, really impressed with their performance. Just flat out, there's no other way to put it. Fourth thing, and I don't even know if this is technically hunting gear, but uh, if you're 
in the uh, self-filming game, mm-hmm. I found out that a quality camera arm is an absolute must. So mm-hmm. I finally picked up a fourth arrow. I believe it's called the saddle light arm. And it drastically improved my efficiency and just overall experience self-filming. Heck yeah. For the first two years I was running that, you know, I think it's just called the muddy basic arm. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's basic. It's cheap. It's loud. Yeah. I bought just everything. (laughs) I I, I bought that one and I bought a uh, fourth arrow. I can't remember which one I, I, I have exactly, but I have Mm -hmm. a, a fourth arrow camera arm. I bought both of those and I was like, hmm, I like this fourth arrow one better. I'm gonna give Zach the muddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well and then and me, I was and then um me, I like looked at both of them and I was like, Oh, I'm uh I'm getting something way lighter than this. Yeah. Yeah, that's mine uh <laughs> I we'll get into mine later. But yeah, there's <laughs> there's definitely uh when it comes to to that, having a quality uh mm-hmm camera arm makes a huge difference for sure oh yeah 100 percent. and i mean me and avery talked about you know if you're looking at you know the lightest camera arm and the highest quality out there for uh mobile uh solo filming it's going to be between that fourth arrow satellite and avery's lone wolf custom gear pocket arm and there's you know some i mean they're both extremely high quality so that'd be a good uh, topic sometime to discuss the pros and cons of each. But the fourth era, I was extremely impressed with its. Uh, it's very surprisingly, it's not very loud, mm-hmm. even just bare bones. I mean, I added some uh, silencing strips to it, but you know, it doesn't have that really loud metallic sound that that muddy did. Yeah, that's even with um, mine. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing all the things with it that you shouldn't like, uh, it's been in the tree all season cause I'll leave it at one set and then just move it to another. And, mm-hmm. uh, I even just used it the other night and, uh, pulled it out. It's literally been on that tree in that set for, it's before I went to New Orleans. So over a month mm-hmm. it's been there through the snowstorm, the ice storm, all that good stuff. Uh everything's there. Pulled that bad boy out the night before last and not a single sound. Just out. Very nice. Yeah. No squeaking, no wrenching, no <laughs> whining or grinding. Just opened right up. I was like, Oh, well that's good to know. Yeah, definitely uh having a good camera arm. If you're if you're into solo filming, or if you're even just like filming with a buddy, mm-hmm. like if you're gonna be serious about it, hunting is hard enough. Yeah, I don't want to be. Th- and Zach, <laughs> you told me this <laughs> earlier this year. Um, you were hunting and you had you still had that muddy, and uh, you were you almost like chucked it out of the tree, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I was. Ext- I was extremely close. I was frustrated that morning. Yeah, I mean, like, hunting's frustrating enough. You don't need to be thinking about things that you shouldn't be thinking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, Zach, what's your um, final one? I think that he was... Five. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, oh, that was five. Yeah, I thought he led that one off with four. <laughs> he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, did I really? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, what's your, uh, what's, your, what's your wish list item? So, I couldn't really uh, think of 
one thing that, you know, I need to pick up before next year, but have some things on my mind that I wanted that I'll try to pick up before season starts. I'm going to invest in some higher quality. My wife just walked in and now she's shaking her head at me. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but... Uh, Hi, Shelby. He said that he doesn't need anything because he already yeah, has she, everything with you. Yes, yeah, she walked down and just shook her head. And, <laughs> oh, no. That's right. She's only already... We're yeah. screwed. <laughs> Hurry. Cut the mic. <laughs> yep. But uh, going to look to invest in some, uh, I guess, higher quality uh, hunting clothing. Looking at Sitka and First Lake. Going to start incorporating some pieces into my arsenal i guess you would say i don't really know wardrobe because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about how you look you know that's the most important thing <laughs> but no <laughs> no but in all seriousness that caleb francis <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> they're gonna laugh at you if you're not rocking sick there first light and that's just fact <laughs> that's right they're gonna know that you're inferior that's right i mean they're not gonna risk getting killed by someone that has a low income i mean are you kidding me <laughs> Hands down, one of the greatest videos on the internet right now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, another thing that I wanted to pick up would be some sort of, uh, I don't even know how to really phrase it, but a camera control remote or something to where I can have better, you know, one-handed operation. Right now I'm just running the hmm. standard should, fluid head. You can and, borrow the one that I bought that Avery has that he won't be using for a while. Oh, that's right. I mean, I can just yeah. take all, pretty much all of Avery's hunting stuff. I can take next year. Yeah, we'll just yeah, we'll just uh, treat was, it like the uh, the first time I was gone. I just be I was like, talking oh, about that with him the other he's day. He's dead. He doesn't need. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I was talking with him about that the other day. As, I was like, man, you know, think about it. You'll you'll be gone, and me and Zach will just come up and be like, hey, uh, Avery would want us to use this. You know, oh, yeah, nothing would sure. make him happier than knowing that. That we're comfortable and successful because of him. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, his gear Avery, his gear's gonna get sad and it needs to be used. We, yeah, we we just need to wear the new off because, you know, Avery doesn't get out nearly as much as he should, so we need to break his stuff in. Yeah, we gotta we gotta break it in for you, get it get it field mm-hmm. tested and ready. And you know I mean that's the whole like uh breaking stuff in for me. That has worked before. Yeah. There was a pair of boots <laughs> I bought like <laughs> <laughs> like six years ago, absolutely hated them out of the box. My uncle, we were down in Alabama turkey mm-hmm. hunting. He forgot his boots. That was a that was an absolute nightmare of a freak out. But anyways, hilarious though. But anyways, I was like, well, Greg, I brought two pairs of boots. You can wear my new pair. I'll just wear my old ones because I'm making the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He broke those things in, and he was like, Avery, that's a nice pair of boots. And I was like, hmm, okay, yeah. <laughs> but then I wore them, and I was like. Okay, yeah, these aren't bad. Thank you, thank you. You know that uh, that pair of Danners I bought a few couple years ago. <clears throat> them suckers still ain't broken, buddy. <laughs> well, I did. I not put lie those to things you. on one time, and I just knew that those were not for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's the ankles, man. All right, Larry, moving on up. to you. All right, so I guess for me, the biggest one. Um, Right off the rip, I bought a new pair of binoculars this year. They're uh, Leupold McKenzie's, um, like Gen 1s or something like that. But um, 
the big thing that got me with those was, you know, Leupold is usually, you know, they're a high quality brand, so they come with a high quality price. I managed to get those things for like two twenty, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't bad. They're twelve by fifty. Um, absolutely love them. They're great for Colorado, Nebraska, and even around here. You know, they have uh, good focus, high quality. I'm able to pretty much do everything I need to within five yards to 500 yards and kind of onward, you know, they, they just, they work great. They're lightweight, they're compact, um, just high quality. I mean, you've got to check them out and see them Mm -hmm. and use them. And what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, so I want to pick on Zach for a second. Zach, what is one piece of kit that you wish you could have back since we're talking about binos? (laughs) Oh, 100% those Nikon Trailblazers that I left down in southern West Virginia <laughs> with Larry. Well, you know, yeah, we could have went back and got them that day. We probably would have got I mean, a nice were, buck, they too. Were, they were right on top of that steep ridge, and I just I was drained from that night before because we kind of got lost, which was pretty wild in and of itself. That was <laughs> – no, we didn't get lost. We got haunted. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, that was uh, – Zach, go ahead. <laughs> no, but Jesus. yeah, those – yeah, before we go down that rabbit hole, yeah, but those were my favorite pair of binoculars I ever had. I mean, they were pretty inex- – I mean, relatively inexpensive in comparison to, you know, other optics on the market, but they were just your standard Nikon Trailblazers, 10 by 25s very compact. They were perfect for what I needed, but, yeah, they got left on the top of a big ridge. And Who knows? They could still missing- be there. No, I went back probably four weeks later mm. and checked them out. But yeah, some guy that we, so I left him right next to this trail camera that me and my buddy set up back in the summer on this piece. And, uh, we checked the camera when we went back in November and there's a guy walking by and he for sure picked him up <laughs> and just took him. So now you'll have that on this big jobs. Public yeah. Land. They're gone forever. Yeah. But I like those binoculars so well that, um, yeah, the only pair of binoculars I would ever get from this point forward would be a 12 um, mm-hmm. for Western hunting. Because, I don't know, I really can't see myself using a spot and scope. Dude, or I can't hunting, Or hunting in a spot where I have to use a spotting scope. So mm-hmm. definitely a 12 by 50s um, would definitely um, suit the bill for me. Yeah, I've definitely, I've looked at spotting scopes. I've thought about the spotting scopes. But <clears throat> that's just like when I went out this year, like, I have the, um, oh, what, the 500 uh, meter lens for my camera. I was not packing that thing all over the mountains doing backcountry <laughs> style. Like, nope. it's just, at the end of the day, it's not worth it to me. Like, I was picking up elk a mile away, literally a mile away. I pulled it up on Onyx and, and did the thing. And it was one mile away, 1.2 mile away, and I could make out bulls, like, decent bulls and what I needed to do. Like, I didn't need the, you know, oh, he's definitely a a 5x5, and I'm going after that bull and everything. Like, okay, he's a mile away, and I can make out his freaking horns. (laughs) Like, let's go. Yeah. It's good enough for me. Yeah, absolutely. So, moving on from that, um... The trekking poles that I bought this year, and I talked about this in the last mm-hmm. episode, but the Peaks Elite Sissy Sticks, 
those things. Sounds manly. They are. They're very manly because, you know, it's like, I can't explain it. But Dude, just having trekking poles, like good trekking poles. Yeah. Because um, you have the sissy sticks and then I have the, I don't even know what they're called. They're the Diamondback, like Z, mm-hmm. Z something. I don't know. They're, I think yours were, what would yours cost? They're like right in the 120 range, I okay. want to say. Yeah, that's what around what mine cost. Yeah. But, <laughs> dude, just like, um, so I, I don't have um, any experience in like a uh, hunting scenario mm-hmm. yet, but dude, on ultras, um, my gosh, the amount of pressure it takes off of your legs. Oh, yeah. Um, so this past year, uh, you know, I did the Highland Scott 40 miler that you were mm-hmm. there for. What I regret the most is I didn't pack my trekking poles <laughs> because on those steep inclines, I mean, I'm getting blazed by people that do have trekking poles and, yeah. and I have every, like I'm, I'm hands on knees, you know, my legs can't have any more blood in them without exploding. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I mean, it like if you're crossing rivers, yeah. if you're climbing steep terrain, like that was the biggest yeah. thing for me is like, it's kind of like, uh, yeah. it gives you that advantage of like, it's almost like you have two more legs. It's like you're walking around on all fours. You're not putting everything on your hips, especially when you're pack hunting. Um, you have that, that forward leverage for getting up hills. You have that forward support for stability going down hills. Um, out there, climbing up over blowdowns, things like that. Like Just that stability of, okay, I can get up on this log because I still have at least two points of contact mm-hmm. while I'm crawling around. Like It's a huge game changer. It kept me from so many falls. Um, a cliff that I shouldn't have been on. Um, probably saved my life well uh, i'll put it this way i would not have gone out that way so maybe if i didn't have them so maybe they tried to kill me but (laughs) they definitely they give you a uh a leg up in a lot of areas that's uh very important so trekking poles get you some high quality ones uh the peaks elite sissy sticks are what i got absolutely love them uh brian call and ryan lampers they use them uh, they got some good videos on YouTube, tell you a lot of info about them. So check that out. Also recommended by them is Peaks Duo Headlamp. That thing is freaking awesome. How many lumens is it? Uh, you're throwing a lot of shade at me right now <laughs> that I can't, I can't follow up on. Um, we literally just put this list together before we started because you're like, this is what we're doing. Oh. I think I remember whenever you sent me a picture, it's probably like 350. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, let's consult the Googles. <laughs> but, um, no, it's it's freaking amazing. It's bright. It has a super great battery life. Use it out west. Use it all this season, uh, hunting around home, everything like that. It's chargeable. Uh, so you, you plug it in, USB port, and can charge it up. Battery life is insane. It has a high, low, and medium setting. Also strobe. White light and red light. And I run that thing on high, and it it still has like 10 to 12-hour battery life, something like that, maybe 8. But I literally charged it once, and it got me through everything I needed out west. Charged it once again this season, and it got me through this entire season, archery and rifle. Um... 
Super bright, super durable. Jeez, it's a thousand. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It, that's, it's, a, that's a lot of light, Larry. It is a lot of light. It's super bright. It shines super far. Like, walking in the pitch black, coming out of your stand after dark, you can see like 50 yards down the trail. Six to eight hours on 1,000 lumens. There you go. High 16 setting. to 18 hours on high, mm-hmm. which is probably like 300. So, yeah, that's yeah. really good. That's really good. Yeah, no, it's it's a phenomenal. It's super lightweight too. It's small. Um, I have zero complaints about it. I have nothing but good things to say about that thing. So the Peaks Duo headlamp, it was a huge win for me. Um, then moving on from there, the Jetboil Minimo. Um, so I was looking at Jetboils to go out west, and I was just gonna get. Uh, I don't even remember which one I was going to get, but you, Avery, specifically told me to get the Minimo because it has the um, adjustable settings mm-hmm. for the flame, which is huge because it's nice being able to kick it on and regulate your flame um, so you're not burning too much fuel and just burning through crap super fast. Um, it's also nice for on those windy days when the striker can't quite uh, get it going at first. You just got to kick up more fuel and that thing takes off, but I've never had an issue with it. I even, I was skeptical at first because again, I did the, the smart thing and didn't test certain items of my equipment before going out West. I just hope they would work and took them. Um, but I did take a lighter with me in case my jet boy would never lit for me. And even on the worst days with like 30 mile an hour winds and rain, like that thing still fired up and did its did its job. It does work. Um, I bought the what size are those bottles? They're like one twenties, something like that. They have certain usages, but I bought two bottles, and my first bottle isn't even like a quarter of the way gone. And I use that thing a lot. It's insane. It's awesome. Boiled tons of water. Uh, cooked a grouse with it you know fried it up in there um which you cannot do with my jet boil the flash you can't do that yeah yes why is that because you can't regulate yeah it just boils in then shuts off yeah Hmm. (laughs) well yeah no so the mini mo by jet boil was super awesome highly recommend it um and then the sawyer squeeze uh water filtration system that thing was a lifesaver as well. Uh, came with a 32-ounce bladder. Was able to pull water out of just about everywhere and uh, purify it and have good, clean drinking water everywhere I went. I mean, I was comfortable with it because I saw the Born and Raised guys had it, used it. Uh, you recommended it to me as well. Mm-hmm. But they were literally taking water out of elk wallows and stuff and i didn't get desperate enough to drink out of an elk wallow but i did drink out of a lot of springs and streams and low points of water uh high up on the mountain where it's just starting to come out and it doesn't necessarily look the greatest um and that worked out really well and then even there was one point uh, towards the end of the hunt where I was out near a lot of cattle and the cattle like to pee and poop in the streams and 
I never tasted it. <laughs> so, uh, I would say it, it did a phenomenal job. Uh, packs down super small, uh, easy to clean, easy to maintain. Um, so I highly recommend that as well. If you're planning on going out, whether it just be for a camping trip, hiking trip, hunting trip, uh, if you're going out for more than a day or two and you need a way to filter and maintain your water, that's a great option. I would highly recommend. And then a future buy for me. Um, I was lucky enough that I have a good friend that lends gear out because uh, he lives vicariously through me on my adventures. But uh, <laughs> puffies, puffies are amazing. I have one coat that's sort of a puffy, but it's super like low quality, old school. Um, just like a Walmart buy type deal. But I borrowed your first light Brooks puffies, tops mm-hmm. and bottom. Those things were freaking awesome. I loved them. I wore the crap out of them. Uh, every time that it was a bit chilly or anything like that, like they stayed in the sleeping bag and were going on every morning in the chill. Um, they work really well. I learned things really fast about layering, which I've always known, but it's like every time you start a season, like you got to relearn certain things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was definitely one of them. I remember walking in. Um, I had the puffies on, and after about a mile, I had the puffies off because <laughs> they definitely hold some heat. Yeah. Um, but no, they were super awesome. They're great for just about all weather conditions, especially when you're sitting stagnant. Um, whether it's it's warm or cold, they're just excellent windbreaker, excellent for retaining heat, um, super comfortable, super lightweight, um, packed down to practically nothing, so it's not like an inconvenience to have it in your pack. Um, just overall, the first light puffies, they, they, they came in huge. And then... Uh, also, the the lost dog uh, sleeping bag, sleeping bag, mm-hmm. fifteen degree. That thing, that thing was pretty awesome too. It was super lightweight, uh, packed down, fairly small, and uh, kept me warm and cozy. And even on like the hot days, you can just lay in it without the the zipper zipped, and it's still cozy, comfy. You're not sweating your butt off, and uh, just all around good product. Hell yeah, dude. So, feeding off that, the first thing on my list mm. is puffy stuff. Really? Yeah. So, you know, me and Zach are going to beat this uh, uh, beat this to death. But where we hunt, hmm. uh, layering is a problem. Um, the hardest thing that, I mean, it took quite a while to figure out is how do you get, you know, a mile away up some steep draws and ridges Without sweating to death. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our dad wears five layers on the walk and then <laughs> gets super sweaty. And then, you know, you freeze whenever you sit for hours on end. So the first thing I invested in, I don't know how many years ago it was. I think it was 2018 or 19. Um, I decided to get the First Light Uncompadre puffy pants. And then I got a Cabela's. Um, I think it's the 
incinerator insulator jacket mm-hmm. um and those two pieces of kit with a vest and like uh those body heaters and uh just one next to skin base layer i'm good down to you know 20 ish degrees mm-hmm. and like you said they weigh nothing they pack down to nothing and they're super fast to get on oh yeah um, and I can walk to my stand with nothing, not not sweat that much. I mean, doesn't matter if it's ten degrees out. I'm in short sleeves. You're still mm-hmm. going to sweat to an extent, but just being able to like not pack in twenty pounds of layers and yeah. spend a whole bunch of time putting them on whenever I get to my spot has been absolutely critical. Um, I liked it so much. I went to the extremes of all in. So I have a. Uh, I got the Kafaru, what's it called, Las Parka for mm-hmm. whenever it gets stupid, stupid cold, and then I got the Brooks Down um, sweater from First Light whenever it's just like in the fifties or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's been huge for me. And then next on my list, this is actually not a hunting piece at all, mm. but like I said in a previous episode, just because things are used for hunting doesn't mean that, or just because they're commercially available and not marketing as a hunting product doesn't mean that they can't be used in hunting scenarios uh fleece lined wrangler pants from walmart (laughs) i think i picked those up for 30 bucks back in 2019 Mm -hmm. so what it is it's just a four-way stretch pants they're in like wolf gray color Mm -hmm. and they're sewn to a fleece layer and now, those are the ones you were wearing when we were bear hunting? Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. Are, they look pretty, they're pretty stylish, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So, so growing up, uh, uh, gosh, whenever me and Zach like, first started deer hunting, mm-hmm. our dad bought us um, a pair of coveralls. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the thing about coveralls is that, you know, if your torso is short like mine and you have long legs, then you're going to have a low crotch. Yeah. And I remember I was like 15 before I finally got away from a pair of pants that didn't have a low crotch and hindered me from walking up mountains. <laughs> and so uh, I've been on this hunt, um, you know, to find a pair of pants. I think the closest like insulated pair of pants I've ever had that really didn't hinder my walking um, was the Under Armour Barrier Pants. Mm-hmm. But the system I have now, I don't even wear long johns anymore. Um, I literally just wear these Wrangler pants and then put the puffies up on top. I'm good down to 20-some degrees. Um, and then if it's, you know, if I'm just walking for the day, I can get away with just wearing those um, and not get cold at all. Um, yeah, so I can use those for anything, um, like civilian training stuff uh hiking anywhere i mean it's just because it's not a hunting pair of pants you can go to church in them too yeah i can go to church in my, <laughs> my yeah. dad board meetings and uh <laughs> oh yeah because what i what i do now is um cabela's also made this hoodie um as part of their xpg line before bass pro bought them out and they didn't make high quality stuff anymore but mess things up <laughs> But they had this XPG hiking line. It was just like really high-end technical hiking apparel. And I, whenever they were discontinuing it, I bought a crap ton of it. 
Mm-hmm. And that hoodie, it's um, super stretchy and super warm. And so I normally wear it. It's green and it has like an orange, uh, I guess like secondary color attached to it. Um, Stitching, yeah. Yeah, and then I wear those gray pants. And if I'm traveling... It doesn't look like I'm going hunting for the day, so it doesn't matter if I have to stop anywhere. Or, you know, I'm, it, it doesn't yeah. matter. You're not but like it, me. Everywhere I yeah. stop, I'm just <laughs> in camo. And it's like, oh, he went hunting today. <laughs> but uh, me, and Dad, me and Dad were at camp one day, and Dad's like, Avery, you can look like you're going to church, buddy. I was like, well, Dad, this is, <laughs> this is what's comfortable to me. Should have... Should've, Threw it right back at me like, well, I'm planning to take a deer to the Lord. <laughs> I did that day. But, yeah. Amen, so, brother. So, absolutely love those pants. Um, and then, also not a hunting product, is the Reebok Terra Swift GTX shoes. Mm. So. Yeah, you're one of those crazy guys. You're uh, hunting tennis shoes. I noticed yep, that this season. Yep. Um, I don't think we should be friends. So, I mean. I don't know why this gets hate, but um, no, it really shouldn't. Steve Speck are they are they Reeboks or Adidas? No. You said Reebok. You did. Are they Reebok or are they? You said Reebok. they're Adidas. They're Adidas. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, they're Adidas. Um, so the CEO from Exo Mountain Gear talks about this all the time. He hunts in Solomon, like midweight boots or mm-hmm. lows, depending on the situation. But they're just they're just hiking shoes. Um, with a Gore-Tex and I didn't want to float the bill for those at the time. And so I picked these up. It looked like the, the second best option compared to Solomon's picked them up in 2019. And I finally got to wear them for the, cause I didn't get to Turkey hunt in 2021 or 2020 mm-hmm. and, uh, started wearing them the 2020 fall season. And I was like, oh, these are really comfortable. And then I got to like really test them out in 2021 turkey season. And I don't know. Every single time I go hunting, if it's above 30, I'm reaching for these pair of shoes. Um, yeah. So the so me and, uh, yeah, I guess Zach did too because he also, you know, was gifted a super expensive pair of boots. And for the longest time, because we notice that you know we do have to hunt like western westies right mm-hmm. uh what are some popular boots you have kenetrek you have crispy um before cabela's got bought out you had mendel they were super high quality boots and then uh what have you just uh just boots of that style mm-hmm. and so i had uh, a pair of mendel denali's still do but the thing is, it's like they are, and they're great. Like you can side hill, run down ridges and not really worry about like slipping and falling or uh, rolling an ankle or anything. And, but if you're covering a large amount of land, you are spent at the end of the day because they're so heavy. <laughs> and, uh, I remember me and Zach were hunting in, um, in a, like a really remote County in West Virginia and oh, man, we had to go back to the truck because I wanted to put on my uh, Merrill hiking shoes because these boots were just so heavy I couldn't take it anymore. And so I, it wasn't a whole transition from the boots to the tennis shoe type thing. 
Um, I was wearing, I've been wearing hiking shoes for a while, but yeah, these Reeboks or it says Reebok on the paper, the Adidas is, <laughs> uh, burn the paper. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to wear those things out. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't end up super tired, which I mean, is if you run as much as I do, you probably shouldn't be tired after a hunt, but <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, here's a little, here's a little, um, little bit of advice is every ounce of weight that you have on your feet equals one pound in a backpack. So (laughs) as far as the, as far as the amount of energy expended. So if you have a two pair pounds of, or two, two pound pair of boots per boot, you know, it's 32 ounces. That's 64 pounds in a backpack. Hmm. So, just think about that. For That's a why I'm so strong. <laughs> <laughs> Just the amount of exhaustion that you'll feel after a hunt. Um, so it's not for everybody, but it definitely works for me. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, what was the name of those again? Uh, the re- Adidas. <laughs> Adidas. Adidas Terra Swift GTX shoes. It says GXT on the paper. GTX Gore-Tex. Hmm. Yeah. It's eleven twenty. All mm. right. So not <laughs> only can you not write, but you can't read <laughs> your own writing. <laughs> you can't spell. Yeah. You can't remember what your gear is. What so the doing? fourth thing, yes, the fourth is thing. the marsupial gear chest pack. You spelled that right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good job. So this thing I wear on every single hunt. Um I mean, it it has allowed me to drop the turkey vest and just run like a like a water bladder whenever I'm turkey hunting. Um, marsupial gear is pretty popular now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think back then it was mainstream, but now it's kind of mainstream. But for anyone who doesn't know what a chest pack is, um, it's just literally like a bino harness, except it's wider and thinner, and it normally has. Uh, like two little slit pockets and then like a main zipper pouch. Um, some chest packs have two main zippers, one for like a concealed carry pistol or what have you. Um, so this thing, as far as turkey hunting is concerned, I can fit two pot calls, my strikers, my mouth calls, and a couple shotgun shells. Mm-hmm. And then I have my uh, water bladder for hydration and then my turkey tote. That's all I carry anymore compared to wearing a turkey vest with, you know, stuff that isn't like streamlined, um, attached to me. So my theory, and it's worked out pretty good as far as like the hunt is concerned. Um, if you have to put a stock on a turkey, you know, you have your turkey vest flopping around. If you have a a game pouch, you're losing stuff potentially, Mm -hmm. or you have to take it off and then you're leaving gear behind. I didn't want to have to leave gear behind. I wanted everything like readily accessible, you know, in the front part of my chest. Mm-hmm. So it's been really, it's been really nice hiking around chasing gobblers, um, with that system. And yeah, if Zach wouldn't have lost his binoculars, he would also be <laughs> <laughs> rocking that system as well. Well, and I've noticed too, like having, having a smaller pack, you tend to carry less gear because you're more focused on the essentials mm-hmm. 
of what you need and making it fit and making it work. So having that small chest rig and not running a pack, you're light, you're mobile. But on the flip side of that, what's your next item? The XO Mount Gear backpacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one. I, I carry a lot more gear these days. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. All right, so I bought... Um, the XO. So I started out with the um, Zach. What's your backpack? The Alps Outdoors. I I think it's the Traverse. The it. I picked it up at With a model. NWTF um, convention back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my first um, introduction into a internal frame pack that was able to carry meat. Mm-hmm. Um, the pack didn't fit me right. It would slide down my butt. Um, so Zach bought it off of me and then I went, I was just using like a five eleven multicam bag from then on. And then I finally decided XO in 2019 launched their new K3 line mm-hmm. and I went all in. I said I was getting this and I picked up the 4,800 and their K2 2000 bag. Um, the 4,800, so that way I would have the capability of doing, you know, three to seven day hunts if needed. Um, also I wanted the 4,800 as a dual purpose bag, um, military and hunting. Um, 4,800 is slightly bigger than your standard issued rucksack. There's been quite a few scenarios. Um, I do a lot of ruck marches. Mm-hmm. It's been quite a few scenarios where you have a gear list and, you are really having to figure, you're really having to um, strain your brain to figure out how to get all this gear in this pack. So this bag's a little bit bigger than that. It won't be an issue if I have to do that. Um, and XO is also everything's made in the United States. It's multicam, so yeah, you can use it. Um, but most of the time I run the 2000 bag. It's more of a day pack. Um and I can carry my puffy stuff, some water, my coffee, kill kit, and I can haul an animal out. Yeah. And uh, bought that in 2019, then went away in 2020, and I did not bring my pack with me like I should have, and I had too much time to think, and I was like, oh, I really want to ruck. So forgot how nicely made the exo pack was and i was also um uh intrigued by kafaru as mm-hmm. well and so i picked up a kafaru 22 mag so that way i could ruck while i was gone and i was i was i got that kafaru and i was blown away by the quality um stitching the zippers whatever and then whenever I got home, I actually got to compare the two side by side and, oh, dude, this is a whole nother, <laughs> this is a whole podcast on <laughs> This backpacks. is a later episode. But, um, both amazing packs, mm-hmm. um, to say the least, both can be used for civilian and military purposes. Um, both are very compliant, um, whatever. So. But the Kafaru did not fit like the Exo did. So I 
did not need all these <laughs> super expensive backpacks. So sold the Kafaru and went with XO. And you sold that to Tyler, right? Yeah. 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 It fits Tyler much better than me. And it still stays in the family so I can someday do a gear review on it. That's right. Yeah. But, and we involved him in the episode. Yay. <laughs> but yeah, it's an awesome pack. Um, I cannot imagine not having something like that. Yeah, dude. No, I agree. And I'm super glad in 2020 that you talked me into getting one because it's been, honestly, it's been life-changing just in general as far as like the hunts go, the preparedness, the amount of gear that I'm able to take, like this hunt this last year for the elk hunt. Um, even the year prior to that with the my first mule deer hunt, like packing the entire deer out, and that was my first experience because, you know, everywhere that I've uh, hunted and uh, harvested, it's been, you know, drag it out. And sometimes it really sucked. Um, I really didn't start getting introduced to the Western style until here the last few years more recently and uh it's definitely been a big change definitely uh it's definitely piqued that interest of traveling hunting more going hunting all these big pieces of a public because it was always the worry of how am i going to get this thing out now that i understand it more have the gear and the capabilities it's awesome like i took everything out on that elk hunt was able to camp out for you know 10 days with everything i needed uh drop camp set up and just roll with it and um i highly recommend it it's just an awesome piece of equipment there's tons of functions and purposes to it compartments storage um the dry bag the dry bag's pretty Mm -hmm. dope too being able to put your stuff away or even keep it separated just for uh water or blood purposes uh awesome and the lid Mm. lid's good too yeah i think regardless of what brand of pack you're using whether it's kafaru exo stone glacier initial ascent like the investment in a good frame pack like internal frame pack that Mm -hmm. and unfortunately like a lot of i mean it's a good and bad but a lot of these companies are direct to consumer so you have to fork out a decent chunk of money just to like get your hands on them. But if you're willing to buy something with the possibility of returning it, like figuring out what bag fits you the best, I mean, it will be, like you said, life-changing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember that new one that just came out too. Um, Brian Colin Ryan Lampers. That's an issue right now. No, there's, there's another one. Um, Everly Stock, they mm. came out with a nice pack, too. Um, they actually just did one for a giveaway, but they're hyping it up pretty good. I think they took it on their hunt up to uh, the Alaska, the caribou and moose hunt. I'm pretty sure they had it up there, or maybe it was on one of their bear hunts, but um, it's fairly affordable um, versus the other ones, I guess. Like, it's it's still, it's it's a high-quality bag. It's still got a price tag to it but i think it's like in the 400 range Mm. um so if that's something that you're looking for that may be a route to go as well 
And then future is I really want to pick up a canvas cutter summit. Mm, very so nice. If you know, after we talk long enough, you're going to figure out that I'm trying to be as efficient and fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And there are a million different ways to stay out in the woods. Um, if you listen to a lot of Western style podcasts or YouTube videos, they're going to tell you, um, they're going to give you a two man tent, like a REI or, yeah. um, something that's super, super lightweight or a, uh, gosh, I can't even think of the name right now. There's a brand that makes Kafaru talks about them all the time and they're extremely durable tents, but also lightweight. Um, and then you also have the teepee style mm-hmm. where you have, uh, or a bivy, yeah. a bivy and a tarp. Um, you know, you have that route, but none of those systems really like speak to me like the canvas cutter summit does where it's a, essentially a bivy, mm-hmm. but a little bit more room with, I think it's 200 D Cordura bottom. So you wouldn't need a ground sheet which that also saves weight. Yeah. And then you have full coverage on the top and then you can just like a canvas cutter bed roll. You just put your sleeping pad, sleeping bag and pillow mm-hmm. inside, roll it up, strap it to your bag or put it in your bag, whatever. And then you, whenever it's time for the night, you just unroll it. You're good to go. So I definitely, definitely want to pick that up at some point, save some weight. It's, it's also for like what you're getting. I, think it is probably the lightest overall package you can have um i think it's 2.3 pounds you're not gonna find something much lighter than that right with the whole system because like if you have a tarp and then a bivy you know it adds about the same so yeah you should definitely get it um maybe this year so zach can break it in when he goes with me to colorado this year yeah yep All right, guys. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap up. Um, I know a lot of this stuff was probably like 75% of this stuff was pretty expensive. Um, mm-hmm. We tried to throw a couple cheapo things, maybe even not, even not even hunting related in there. Um, you know, just things that you might not think about, but also realizing that sometimes, you know, if you want to enjoy... Uh, you know, this is something that we think about all year long. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of the times I want to be thinking a lot less about things that I shouldn't be thinking about, like, uh, you know, hurt shoulders or, you know, blisters on my feet or low low crotches in my pants or, you know, what have you. So, um, yeah, we just wanted to throw some gear out there, things that we've picked up in the last few years. Um, you know, we have put a lot of this stuff through the paces and... I mean, this is our honest feedback on it, and I don't know. I kind of like talking about gear. Yeah. So that's we'll eventually we'll get a lot more gear content out there, especially once uh, we have the YouTube running and filming some more. We'll do actual layouts of our season and what we take for certain preparation hunts and whatnot. But till then, you just got to hear our amazing voices. Zach, go get Zach, some sleep. Closing comments. It's eleven forty-five. We didn't keep you up till midnight. We're getting close, but <laughs> oh, I thought you fell asleep over there. <laughs> oh, I dozed off once or twice. Oh no.
<laughs> yeah, just glad to get on here and talk a little bit of gear with you. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, you take it easy. We're going to go ahead and sign off here. And everyone, as always, if you like it, please uh, like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. You know, if uh, you've been preaching to them about a piece of gear and they haven't listened to you, maybe they'll listen to us. So go ahead and share it on over and uh, just spread the good word. Catch you next time. Yep. Good night. See you all. See you.